With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You are listening to the Welsh Regional Rugby Podcast. We haven't quite worked out what the A in rap stands for yet, but bear with us. This is the best place for fans in Wales to get involved and have your say about what matters to you around your regional team. Then again, I would say that because uh, I'm a presenter. Uh, so, anyway, here we go. Welcome to the show. Coming up on this week's show, we talk Dragons v Edinburgh and the second half meltdown that led to Dean Ryan's comments after the game and what needs to change before the Munster this weekend. We talk Cardiff and what's changed since the end of last season and we look at the Scarlet Ospreys game and all the important talking points from rugby this week. Plus there's a whole load of other stuff, so let's get on with it, shall we? Okay, so you join us here again. Welcome, everybody, to the Rap Podcast. So, um, with myself, my name's Lee Griff. I've, I've given myself a funky name. I've changed it to Lee Griff because apparently Lee was boring. So, uh, it's, it's Lee Griff because um, that's kind of funky. Yeah. There's no need to look at me like that, boys, honest. I, <laughs> I, I, I think you need to restart that again, mate. Honest to Christ. <laughs> so, joining me this week, uh, uh, as always, I've got Carwin, uh, or Carwin, win, win, because that's, yeah, that's your funky name. I thought about it. Oh, okay, thanks for that. And, uh, and Reese, Reese, mate, I haven't thought of a funky name for you yet, but I will. I'll that's come up with a funky name. So, I, I, uh, I think the fact that we're, we're using the term funky names gives everybody an idea of the age range of the group, on you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Reese has joined us to uh, cover the, the Cardiff uh, corner. Um, so, uh, how accurate do we think our predictions were last week, guys? Before we crack on with everything else, how how accurate do we think our predictions were from last week's games? Would you like to hear your predictions from last week's games, boys? Uh, go for it. I, I, gotta, I, yeah, I think I was close. Wrong, yeah. <laughs> 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 wrong. We'll see, though. Let's. 
So at this point, we should be listening to a recording of Reese telling us how positive he was for the season and how excited he was for Cardiff putting out uh, uh, a new amazing back row and then still predicting that Cardiff would lose by 10 points uh, in traditional Cardiff fashion. But for some reason, when we upload that to the podcast, it crashes the whole lot. So just take it from me that that's what Louis said and um, hopefully we'll have this bit sorted by next week. So, Reese, welcome to the show. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Stay in my expertise. <laughs> seen as you're here to, to put the Cardiff point forward. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. I, we will discuss the Cardiff uh, game in a minute, but um, yeah, I think uh, the overview of the weekend, I actually thought first weekend of the URC, I thought it was quite good. I, yeah. I thought there were some really good games. I mean, starting on Friday night, I, I watched the the uh, Leinster Zebra game, and I just thought, "Hang on, if I, if this is how the season's going, oh, this this is going to be a good season," you know. Mm-hmm. And then it's um, yeah. Then then I then I went to to the Scarlets game on Saturday, and oh my lord. <laughs> Talk about it was I as a game. If you're watching that as a fan, yeah, I can imagine that being yes, a, 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 like a neutral. That would be a great game to watch because it was you know ding dong left right and all of that. As a supporter, oh good lord, it was it was heartbreaking. It, it was I was checking the clock with 15 minutes to go. <laughs> I was I was, going, I was looking at the clock and going, I wonder if we can run that down. I wonder well, I didn't realise. I didn't realise until I saw it on Scrum Five that actually it was like three or four minutes gone past the eighty. Yeah. When you know when we called back, I was so happy. Yeah, bastards. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know what made it worse for me was two rows in front of me was you. I mean, you could tell he was an osprey as he walked up the steps. Yeah, so I was sat right at the very back of the stadium. Well, he was and, in black, was he? No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> We'll start at the top and I'll work the way down. He had a top knot to start with, a big bushy beard. Are you sure little... he wasn't from Kamal then? <laughs> no, he had a puffer jacket, shorts and fucking flip-flops. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I didn't even need to wait for the game. I'm going, he's, he's an osprey. You can just fucking tell that guy there's an osprey. And I was right. And he was a chopsy one as well. So... <laughs> But, oh, good but, on him! That's yeah. good on him. <laughs> so yeah, but it was it was good. It was good. So um, yeah. So before we do important stuff like rugby, yeah, what's your drink of the week? So, Reese, you you I, I I'll forgive you this week, Reese, because you you haven't you know you're not up to speed with this sort of stuff. Carwin, what, right, yeah. what what are you yeah. drinking, Car? My, my drink of the week's empty. Um, <laughs> it was red wine. <laughs> but I'm on I'm on days early tomorrow morning, so uh, it'll just be the one for me. And any particular vintage, Carl? That's a something from the Spa Pinot Noir. There you go. Was it the cheapest one in the shop? No, it's most expensive. Although it'd be really cheap if I was still living in Ireland. <laughs> you know, so, they they know how to put a price on alcohol over there. Fair play. And well. <laughs> I, I'll be fair, the last time I was drinking beer in in Ireland, somebody else was paying for it, so I didn't care how much beer was. So, yeah, I, 
I yeah. can't give a monkey so much, but it was in anger. Oh, well, well it's, 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 Dublin, it was uh, hellishly expensive. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, like it's like six fifty a pint in my local, like you know, yeah. it's I, it brings a tear to the eye, to be honest. <laughs> you know, it, it's like I again, like that in Cardiff, man, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. yeah. But uh, like moving on to a bit of the rugby boys. Hang on, not because I've got. I'm I'm drinking. What are you doing? I'm drinking a, a thing called Gower Gold, which is from Swansea. This is well, from the be, Gower Brewery. I, I thought that might give it away, to be honest, being the Gower. <laughs> but uh... no, it's quite nice. I haven't had it before. It's quite nice. Oh, yeah. But again, not the most expensive thing in the shop. Okay. Well, like I say, Lee, moving on to the rugby. Moving on to rugby. Okay. Let's let's discuss. Let's do the easy game first. Oh, see, now Reese Reese has gone and got a beer. Reese has gone and got a beer. <laughs> Run and got a Budweiser because I felt bad. <laughs> you just didn't want to be left out. Just for you, boys. Uh, good man. Oh. So I don't know. Let, let, let's start with um, Dragon, Dragons, and Edinburgh. Let's start, start with the easy yeah, one. Go let's do that one. Well, like, I saw the first few minutes where the Dragons were winning, hmm. and then I had to turn it off for reasons unbeknown to myself, uh, only to my wife. Um, but obviously, they got a good. They got a good hump in. But from what you were telling me, they they, you know, it was just the penalties. They were playing quite well. Well, they were in that game up to thirty-five minutes. Up to thirty-five, I think the score on thirty-five minutes was twelve-six or something like that. And you know, defense-wise, Ross Moriarty was like a wall. He was like a brick fucking wall. He was, I think, he got through like twenty-three, twenty-four tackles, something like that. And you know. Quality, isn't he? The absolute beast of a man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, for then Dean Ryan later to come out and say, you know, who was, you know, he's one player out of 15. But, you know, when he's talking about, you know, do you care and are you putting in a performance? Ross Moriarty was absolutely rock solid. And I'll be honest, even when they were going in at half time, you had that feeling that, you know, if they could sneak a score, at the start of the second half, that was going to be a tight game. And, uh, you know, there's a reason why Edinburgh don't lose at home. And then I think Dragons just made it so easy for them. I think they, they gave away 21 penalties. But also, like, from the highlights from what I saw, you know, some of the Edinburgh tries were absolute beauties. And I don't think, and there was, I think there's a lot of teams who would have struggled against them that night. Yeah, there was some absolute corking tries there. Yeah, and you could just see that the dragons were missing some leadership on the pitch. That you know, when 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 you when it when you start going a couple of tries behind, somebody gets hold of it and say, right, get hold of the ball, take it into a ruck, and do five or six really close rucks. Let's let's just hold the ball. Do you know what I mean? Let's not fart about with it. Let's just slow it down, stop the momentum, keep it tight, and then boot it as far as we can and just put some pressure on them. You know, just stop that momentum, break something there. Yeah, yeah. the, the, I think the further behind they got, the, the more the more desperate they looked. So, yeah. you know, and, and they were missing a lever of, of leadership. But what, what did you make of Dean Ryan's comments after the game? Well, look, you know, I think... He, he has to be tough at the end of the day. You know, first game of the season, they get smashed. 
And there might have been some individuals who played well, but at the end of the day, they're a team. You know, they work hard, they play hard, and they get treated as such in the aftermath. You know, they get the bollocking as a team, no matter how good one or two players played. You know, yeah. that, that's how it works. They played and 44 as well, with 44 points. That's, you know, that's, the team's got to take that. They? Like, you know, they've got to take a spanking for that sort of thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is he right to come out and say that, you know, publicly, you know, we've got some good talent in this side and I'm not seeing it on the park. You know, he's basically saying, uh, you know, you boys are being lazy. You, uh, do you know what I mean? He's having a go with his players publicly. Now, I, I would expect him to walk into the Monday meeting and go sit down and listen because, shit, we ain't doing that again. But you do that behind closed doors. You don't well, look, look he's know? a good coach, and hopefully the players will see that interview and realize that he's the boss. What he says goes, you know, and that'll send the rocket their way that they need for the next game because it's, it's not getting any easier. They've got a Munster team now with all the stars back. You know, well, do you Munster. think he's a he's a good team coach? Do you think he's a, like um? Because remember, like Cardiff had Mulverhill a couple of seasons ago, and yeah. there, was a, there was a number of Cardiff like individual players that, like as supporters, we used to watch and go, you know, oh, good grief, here, here they come, you know, like um, Scott Andrews or uh, Nipper Fullback, um, uh, you know, Matthew Morgan, and then he. he he comes in and suddenly Scott Andrews is a transformed man. Like, do you mean he's scrummaging well and he's still good around the park and that's always been his strength. Uh, and then suddenly, like, Matthew Morgan's good under the high ball. You know what I mean? And then, you know, <laughs> yeah. putting in tackles as well against bigger opposition where he used to just sort of push away sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah. And, and but as, as, as a team... Mulverhill couldn't, like, bring all those strands together. He brought some good people in, you know... Um, yeah, uh, was a number eight, uh, big number eight. James Ratty. Uh, no, a uh, couple of seasons ago, the mobile, uh, Williams. Nick Williams, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, is, is, um, is the Dragons coach one of those sort of coaches sort of thing? Because like, a load of those players he brought from like Basham, isn't he? And like, you know, all this like young talent. But season upon season, they've never been able to sort of cobble together like half a season, really. That's it. I mean, does, does he have the changing room? That's the main thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know. But um, again, there's only one way for the Dragons to go. They can't go any lower, you know? So so the shock of talking about Dragons for, for that long has, has affected Carwin to the point where he's actually got to go and have a fag just, <laughs> just to recover from uh, from the shock of it. So would you... So this weekend... Uh, it's Sunday game, isn't it? Um, Dragons must. I think it's on telly. Yeah, it's on S four C on Sunday, isn't it? I think. I believe so. Yeah. 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 And so, what what do you reckon for from that like Dean Ryan kind of conversation at the end of the game? See, it's going to go one of two ways, isn't it? It's yeah. You know, it's they're either going to come out all singing or dancing, and Ross Moriarty is going to put someone in hospital, or they're going to come out, stick two fingers up, and go, "You don't talk to us like that, fella." Which way do you reckon it's going to go? It's difficult to see, isn't it? They got they got a pack. Like when you said, like it's not just him, is it? Like when you have Basham on, they got a really good back row and a couple of other boys, haven't they? At, at the Dragons, yeah. um, they've got a decent 
front five, you know, like the one I can get about the park and stuff like that. I, I'm scared to see what like Munster will do now as well after uh, losing to us sort of thing. And they, you know, no matter how much the side is weakened, I, you know, I, I think there's going to be a bit of a, like a bounce. So they've got to put up with that as well. Um, but uh uh, <laughs> I don't like to yeah. stiff my neck out. <laughs> but I, I think the I think the key bit there is Munster are, you know, they they're a side in transition as well. Uh, yep. You know, they and they're almost in that bit where if you lose the first two games of the season, people start to panic, don't they? Or yeah, even yeah. if you if you just don't put a decent performance in in those first two games, people start asking questions straight away and they're going, you know. Graham Roundtree has meant to do this great big monster reset and and bring it back to the old way and you know produce a, a strong eight that will take people apart and and, think, and that takes time you know that takes time to to do whether or not he's going to be able to kind of do anything in the the time that he's got do you know what I mean it, it's yeah yeah he's it's going to be a tough game for both sides because they're both in that kind of desperate state to to kind of produce a, a, a victory. But if we talk about desperation, I guess that the Dragons will be more desperate, isn't it? Have you? Because even though Monster lost to us, they were still in the game. They still put themselves in positions, didn't they? Like you know that that Cardiff had to deal with and could have you know won the game. Like some people were saying that Cardiff. Um, should have won by more and kind of made lots of mistakes, you know, which allowed them back in, but they were still putting themselves in positions to win the game, which I guess that the 44-6 uh, scoreline sort of doesn't say that the Dragons were putting themselves in any sort of position that passed that 35 minutes in which to um, do any damage, I, I guess, like, isn't it? But they have got some players to, you know, to do damage. You mentioned Moriarty and we've mentioned Basham, like, isn't it? But yeah. they've got some boys throughout the side, haven't they? Like, and, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, they can... yeah, they've got Will Rowlands, they've got um, uh, Hanrahan, yes. you know, yeah. the, um, Tompkinson, Dixon in the centre, Beast of a lad, like, yeah. And uh, is Tompkinson what... back at the Dragons? Sorry, is Tompkinson no. back at the Dragons? Uh, oh, C.O. C.O. Tompkinson. Oh, uh, yeah. How strong is that Budweiser, mate? <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought you said Tompkinson, I know. <laughs> I thought he did as well, yeah, I'll be honest. <laughs> but that's it. Though. They, they, on paper, they've got enough players, enough decent players, where they should they should have they should have won that game. They should have competed longer against Edinburgh. They should be in a position where they it should be quite confident going into Munster, and they're not. You know, they, they, when you listen to the way Munster are talking at the minute, it's all about you know let's dampen down the ambition for this season. Let's talk about transition. Let's talk about blooding new players. Let's talk about you know they're almost making excuses before they get on the pitch, expecting to not play well. And mm-hmm. you know if you're if you're the Dragons, you're going like, well, that's, you know, that's a game we, you've got to focus on because they're vulnerable. Do you, do you know what I mean? They've got to... Well, I, I, I say Munster are never vulnerable, to be honest. Like, I mean, they are heartland Irish rugby, you know. Yeah. And, and as well, they, they, 
yeah, I agree. Sorry, sorry, I was talking to them. But no, the, go on, the, go on. Production, the production line of players that, that Munster and Leinster have, the system they have behind supporting that, the development system and infrastructure they have in developing young players. So by the time they, they, they come into the Munster setup and stuff like that, they're far further along their um along the line in their sort of player development and person development than the Welsh boys coming into the regions. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It all starts in their, their academies, in the schools. And, and that is the aim. If, if you play school rugby in Munster, your ambition is to play for Munster. That's it. Good luck. And, and you're on it. And, and they, uh, they're driven that way and, and they're guided that way. And if they're good enough, you know, they get there in the end. And if you know what, there's some boys there coming through. And they say, well, it's the same with all the Irish regions, you know. Well, our um, under-18s regional stuff starts in December. So we'll, we'll, when we get to that stage in December, starts a week before Christmas, we'll, um, then we'll, uh, what a crap time to start an under-18s league, just the week before Christmas. But when we do, we'll be able to have a look at, um, all of our academy boys and things yeah. like that. Oh, so. I just just point out there, Lee, because obviously I don't think Reese knows either. But uh, Reese uh, Lee's Lee's boy there, he plays in the Scarlets Academy there. He's in the under under eighteens or under seventeens. So he's under eighteens for um, rag, but for national level because they all play by the Irish under eighteens rules. So he's like the year because he's the year before. Wow. So, yeah, it's weird. We'll talk about that it's later fantastic. in the season. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. But so are we, what are we saying for Dragons Munster then? Are we all saying a Munster win? Yeah. I'm going to say I, it. <laughs> <laughs> it's wrong before, but I'm going to say it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you know what? Yeah. I, I don't know. Do you know After last week, the rocket those Dragon driving this week, I'm going to say Munster by five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm gonna say it's a draw. Just a draw? Okay. yeah, I'm gonna go for twenty all draw just because it couldn't possibly happen, you know, two weeks on the trot. They couldn't be Oh hang on now, where is it? Where's it being played? In Newport or Yeah, it's in Newport, yeah. Yeah. All right, Munster by ten. <laughs> <laughs> so sticking with, with Munster then, um, they played Cardiff in Cardiff. So were both of you there? Did both of you go and watch? No, I didn't I was, get to watch. I was because, uh, um, sorry, Cardiff, when you no, go, go, go No, go, go ahead. Um, yes. but I, um, I, I, a recent birthday and I had a season ticket for my birthday and I was going on the Friday. Uh, my, my daughter had a ticket to, uh, uh, of all things, a Comic-Con on the Saturday, which I promised to take it to. Charlie Boy came to uh, town sort of thing, moved my game. So I, I missed the game, sort of thing. So, uh, oh, so I've seen the, the majority of it, but uh, do you mean? <laughs> well, you saw the other heroes instead, you know. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so not not a real supporter. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I tell you what, uh, yeah, there, was the a, there was a it was a great crowd there. It was a great setup from the start. You know, things the kids to do and everything. And Cardiff, you know, we watched them in the warm up. They looked confident. Happy bunch of boys, you know. Shame about Liam Williams in that twenty minutes. I mean, that, that is a real shame. But um, massive, yeah, yeah. Balletau, 
Whoa. He's next level, isn't he? Absolutely yeah. next level. The most classic of any position on the park, isn't he? Uh, Falico. Yeah. He's just and he brings everybody else up with him. When I saw him in that back row and the other the other members of that back row, just like and we've never struggled for back row, and now it's even better than it was last season. And like from nine and ten, when you've got Thomas Williams and Jared Evans as well, Jared Evans is always going to sort of play off the cuff. Uh, a little bit. He's not as great as his kicks, you know, so that's something yeah. you've got to work on. Um, and sometimes they should, like, um, uh, I think, like, shove him off a bit quicker and allow, uh, like, Reese Priestland to step up if he's missing a few, you know, just because it's professional rugby and you've got to win games. You've got to get the points, is not it? Yeah. But, but his, his field play is amazing. So, so from, from that back row, the front five, I thought, were really physical and stuff like that um so like you know we've always like struggled like first of all i thought we needed a big meaty like number three then we brought a couple of them in and then i was just thinking well that's not working now well so we need a second row so now we've brought a big big second row in as well sort of all the so, uh, i bumped into him the other day i got a chat with him outside the in Dunlap north here he is huge oh, yeah. his, yeah, his, yeah, one his legs like two of mine he got his big gold tooth, right? He got his big scar with stitches down his head. But I was having a chat, and he said he's you know he's living living in Cardiff, uh, La Patti Tamani there, and um, he loves the area. And I said, oh, you know, you you hoping to get back into the you know the Australia? So we're like, you know, that's the plan, ready for the autumn to get into the Australia, back into the Australia team. Like, I mean, the guy is huge. What, what a lovely guy, though. humble, lovely big bloke, you know. Great. But he's going to take some stopping on the pitch. And and that's exactly and what we need. Sometimes I I say this uh, down down uh, the South Terrace, isn't it? That that you know, I sometimes I don't care if they're good around the park. My front five, I want my yeah. props to scrimmage, my hookers to hook and throw in the line out, my second rows to push and jump and what have you. Then we can hit rocks and walls, and then <laughs> we can start pass around in it. And then I, love, I like um, I like the choices that they make of bringing like a Turnbull on. Uh, to start, so to have a, a pack that was really going to sort of run like possibly a bigger monster pack around and yeah. then bring on the bigger boys later on sort of thing just to galvanise everything up. I really like that. Uh, I'm watching approach. Thomas Young, watching Thomas Young run down the wing. I didn't. I thought it was the actual winger at first and I realised, you know, Christ, he's got some wing, you know, some wheels on him. Mm-hmm. He was absolutely flying. Looks like and, his um, dad as well, doesn't he? Oh, he does, he? he does. <laughs> and, but he got through 15 tackles as well. He was the number one tackler on the pitch for 15 tackles. And I say he was turning up in the outside channel in attack as well. You know, yeah. I just saw the, the, there were questions at the start of the season around, you know, what's the point in having 20 bloody outstanding back row players? Do you know what I mean? I, you, you could have yeah. bought a couple in there, but it totally worked. On, on Saturday. And I, I was impressed with Cluellen. You know, uh, uh, inside centre. Absolutely. You know, I think he's about the same size as his dad, isn't he? Yeah. He's, yeah. Like, he's not far off. He's a, he's yeah. a big no. unit. I get it. Skinny Bill Williams. <laughs> I think that's, who, that's what they were calling him at home, apparently. Skinny yeah. Bill Williams. Well, if he can have a run of games now, like because like last season, the season before, like he was uh, he was putting in some decent performances and just a big lump, you know, a target for the forwards. Um, with a bit more than that, he's he's good at gliding with a ball. He hits, you know, as he as he did on Saturday, it's uh, really good angles. I thought, you know, the one that that led to uh, Daisy's try was sublime, like isn't it? Absolutely. But um, he kept getting injured again and again, like isn't it stuff like that? So we have a running games now. 
Um, everybody's talking about Mason Grady, you know, but I think he's the boy to watch. I, I was going to say, well, him and Mason Grady, that's the centre partnership now for this weekend. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So well, that'll be if, good to see. If he has a, a decent couple of games, I would not be at all surprised to see him called up. Because yeah. when, when you've got Tompkins at, at 12, I mean, Tompkins is a, 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 a nice, sleek decent player and you know he's a gutsy player and he can go around people and he's fine but sometimes you just need a battering ram you know you need somebody that's going to take that ball and every time he takes that ball he's going to give you 10 meters and Llewellyn is you know you just get that feeling that he's that kind of player you know he's straight he's direct and it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if there's a second row in front of him he's having it you know when he's gonna take it but when you sorry, I don't mean to cut you in. But when you, when you talk about people being called up and getting the selection, so I was just reading today that the the time for experimenting with the squad's done now. That's it this year. Pivac has to, you know, get shifting now. It's the autumn Six Nations World Cup, and 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 him and Nigel Walker on the same same sheet. There, that's it now. You you've got your squad unless someone play, plays superbly to break into that team. You know, good luck. And that's what I think. Llewellyn could do, you know, that's what I, I, I think he, he really could. Another couple of performances like that, and I, I'd have him in the squad, definitely. I think he was, I think he was that good on Saturday that, you know, even you know, I was watching Scarlett and Johnny Williams, two very similar players, and you'd go, well, either of those two would do that job. Do you know what I mean? But that was Johnny Williams similar as Max Llewellyn. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, straight yeah. direct sort of a thing. Oh, but, like Tom is a very like pivot player, isn't he? Like that sort of we're going to just keep running and keep running till we run the side off the park, like isn't it? Mm. To have you, and I think it would like uh, one thing less so lately, but like uh, maybe a couple of seasons ago, one of my um, like gripes was that like Wales had no sort of plan B once the side worked out that we're just going to keep running at them and we, they could knock us down. Um, it was all over, and having having something to change things up like that in a game, I think, would be brilliant. Like having it like a Tompkins to start sort of thing, like a real run in twelve, and then you know um, bring on some like a, a Johnny Williams or a Max Llewellyn uh, later on, sort of thing would would just sort of change that dynamic of the backline, wouldn't it? You know, and, absolutely, uh, especially with George North on the outside, you know, and yeah, as, uh, you wouldn't want to stand there defending against those, would you? I got a bit of a I got a bit of a cramp in my in my right leg. Yeah, no, I can't carry on. I'm off. So <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> somebody else can 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 have a go at them. But, so I mean, do we? There's a couple of bits from Irish um, podcasts and and what have you saying actually Munster were really poor, and from from what I saw on that game, I thought Munster were poor. And I thought, actually, yeah, I counted three tries at least that, you know, there was there was one where um, a pass just didn't go to hand, it went to floor. Um, there was one where Faletau tried to kind of flick it off the floor and, and, and it didn't work. And there was another where there was just a player in open space and I can't remember who it was. It was a forward, but instead of just giving the pass, he just, you know, that's three... That's fifteen points mm. and a bonus point. Yeah, that's a, that's a bonus point. But actually, like you say, Carwin, you know, this is Munster. You know, taking a bonus point 
against Munster in your first game of the season. Now that would have been top absolutely, goal, absolutely, it? it would have been great for Cardiff. Mm. And so, yeah, I thought Cardiff was superb on on Saturday. And that takes a lot for me oh. to say that, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, I think you've grown as a person there, Lee. Okay. No, I, <laughs> I think I've had a couple uh, of beers, is what I think. That it is, must be. <laughs> so, no, if, yeah. oh, if you'd have told me we were going to beat Munster the first game of the season, I'd have, you know, however we did it, I would have taken it. Like, do you mean? So it was like, yeah, I was really excited. And, and like, um, at the end of last season, um, I had a season ticket with my my girls last season. They decided against it this season, which has broke my heart. But um, but but uh, uh, I I questioned. I said at the end of last season, oh, I'm not getting one next season. I can't come and watch this. You know, <laughs> do you mean like with the with the results we were getting, the way we crumbled, much like the Dragons did uh, against Edinburgh in some of the last games of last season. But as They're it horrendous. comes closer closer to the through the summer and we signed, you know, Falatau and we signed Liam Williams going, Yep, we're gonna win again. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, the foundations are there for Cardiff. They are, you know. Oh, um, yeah, I don't know what it is gonna take, like, isn't it? But it's just sometimes well, it feels it's so close to something special. <laughs> well, no, absolutely. You know, Munster are a team in transition, uh, that was last week. This week, Glasgow. It's like Glasgow are a team in freefall, you know. Um, their their coach is already blaming Danny Wilson. <laughs> you you gave it's me Cardiff. a bag, yeah. Well, uh, and so so that's already a bonus for Cardiff playing Glasgow next, you know. Well, exactly. <laughs> they're in that position. That's two um, two games against sides who probably probably last season or season before would have either given Cardiff a really good going over or probably would have turned them. And I can't see Glasgow coming anywhere near Cardiff this weekend, I'll be honest. But it's, it's Friday, isn't it? It's and Friday also, it, yeah, tomorrow. So, but with that, that's going to, you know, if Cardiff do win, that's going to breed confidence, you know, and going into the next game's happy days, you know. That's something Cardiff haven't been able to crack for a while is away wins. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. You know, whereas like the Ospreys, we've got the Lions next, you know, we're, we're already into South African territory. You know, it's. Um, I think it might be tough. I don't know. We, we've got the good squad, but we're we're going to be missing um, Anscombe and Cuthbert already, and Parry and Gareth Thomas, just because of the knocks they picked oh. up on the weekend. Oh, I don't know. Cuthbert's been out a little while, like, but uh, Lydia's going to be back for that match, which would be nice. Oh, brilliant! Yeah. Did you even uh, so- read the running order, Carwin? You know the bit where you go like, "Here's Cardiff." We'll talk about Cardiff and Glasgow. No, no, I want to talk about the Ospreys. Is what I want to. Yeah, I wasn't sure how we got on to that. Sorry, it's uh... It's like Tourette. (laughs) So, are we saying? Are we all saying Cardiff to win on Saturday, on Friday? I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it right now. Oh, go for it! Go for it! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cardiff by seven. (laughs) That's, That's adventurous. That is, mate. (laughs) So, uh, I'll, I'll go. Uh, I'll go Car- Cardiff by. I'm gonna go for ten again. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say they're gonna get a bonus point. I'm gonna uh, twenty odd, twenty five, maybe thirty. I, I just think the, the confidence in them from last Saturday, bringing it through. Glasgow all over the place. Coach slagging them off. Press have given them absolute nightmare. Yeah, you know it's. Everything for me says if Cardiff don't win with a bonus point, then there's something wrong on tomorrow. 
and not in like oh, oh you know panic stations but they really should be coming away for they should be looking at that game and going right we're putting them to the sword no mess in you know half time i want a bonus point on the board by half time that, that's that's the attitude they need to go with so now now you get to talk about moving on <laughs> moving, moving on, on to ospreys right so ospreys scraped the draw with a lucky bloody last minute kick that should never have been given. So, uh, what do you think of the game on Saturday, then, Karen? Unfortunately, I only seen the highlights. I would love to have seen the whole game and sat next to you for it just to see the look on your face when we did score in the last three three minutes. Um, I was yeah, shouting at the like top say, knot, Tim, mate. I was shouting at the guy with the <laughs> top knot. I was, <laughs> you know, that young, young Jack Walsh there, debut for the Ospreys from the right corner, bang, happy days, draw secured. And to be honest, I did think we would have stuffed you. You know, hands up. And we, but you can. It doesn't matter how many star names you got on a team sheet. First game of the season, don't play well enough. You're not going to get that win. And from what I can tell, they clearly didn't play well enough. Um, but oh. going forward, draw against the Scarlets at Strider. Sorry, at Parky Scarlets. Uh, first game of the season. I don't want to take it, but I will. Well, you've got no choice, and, and neither have we, really. I, I, no, it was. From a Scarlet's point of view, it was um, after the first 10 minutes, it felt a bit kind of uh, crap um, because we just weren't in the game. Those first 10 minutes, we were just not in the game. Uh, I, and, you know, I'll be fair to now, listen to this now, right? Anscombe played well. Okay, that's your one for the season. Don't worry, it's on record. That's it. That's a, <laughs> that's a compliment for an Ospreys player. I, I genuinely thought Anscombe played well, and and what he did was he he picked out Foxy, and he just ran yeah. at Foxy every opportunity he had because he knows he's got him with pace. Yeah, well, from the highlights reel, I, I thought all your foreign imports played well. I mean, how many Welsh qualified players were in the pack? I don't give a shit. Not many were there. I could not give a flying fuck. <laughs> it was. I think all all of the Ospreys team were Welsh qualified. I think thirteen of them were capped by Wales. Um, and you, and you, know. you still couldn't win. So, I, well, that's what they haven't played. They haven't played together for a while, you know. But look, Wales can't win at the moment either. We lost to Italy. So, well, on a on a on a slightly different tangent from a Scarlet's um, point of view, uh, Saturday. Kamal and Quinns are playing uh, Swansea. And who? Swansea. Yeah, you know, yeah. you remember them. No, I meant Kamal and who? Yeah, go on. Um, Ken Owens is in at hooker. This is, oh, really? Yeah, it's his first game back. Um, so just testing the back out and what have you. So, yeah, Ken Owens is back playing rugby from, from this well, There was an article the other day about him possibly playing for the Barbars um, against New Zealand. Yeah, I saw that. I'd be a bit pissed off if he plays for the Barbars before he plays for Scarlets. Yeah, That'd and be... gets injured. Well, yeah. yeah he's I 35 think... now, isn't he? He's, he's... Yeah. He is, yeah. He's, he's uh... getting on as a, even as a hooker. He was in the gym with my boy um, a couple of weeks ago and they were talking and he's like, how old are you then? Um, my boy was born in 2004. No, that was it. So Ken said, somebody asked him how long had he been in a club, and he said, oh, I signed my first contract in 2004. And my boy went, that's the year I was born. <laughs> and 
Ken kind of turned at him. I just gave him this look. That was, <laughs> it was, it was like, shut up, son. Yeah, it, it made me glow. But he was that's like how long that. he's been there, you know, two thousand and four. But like you said to me earlier about the likes of uh, Webb and Jonathan Davis, they're trying to hold on to him. You know, yeah. he's he's thirty five. He's now getting his injuries. We've got players like Dowie Lake, Ryan Elias, you know, c- yeah. coming through. I don't think I don't think it's worth. Elias has yes. come on leaps and bounds, isn't he? Absolutely. Like, past yeah. Seasons. He was a. I thought he was a dead loss. Like not a dead loss. You know, but about say like four seasons ago, like couldn't have not hit the side of a bus. Like what have you? Yeah. And now he's worked on that side of his game, isn't he? And then is the rest of his games improved year on year anyway, and he just turned into a. And it's great having them both, isn't it? Derry Lake yeah. and uh, Elias. Mm. I think yeah. Elias is uh, quite a reliable guy to have the team at the moment. You know, I think he's one of the leaders uh, for Wales. You know, yeah, uh, we're going down that route there. Um, well, I think I think that's all looking promising. Well, the the big talking point from that Scarlets game was the Tipperick. So somebody that you can rely on, and and this, that, and the other. And when we're talking about reputations, Tipperick's um, elbow to the head at um, on the halftime whistle. Anybody else does that, and they're off. Any well. I, I was. Did so, you get yellow card? Are you calling the old black clothes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, top not Tim. Yeah, who was sitting just down in front. Yeah, the um, a pretty normal looking guy sat with him. Yeah, who I'm going to assume he was an Ospreys. So he sounded like a pretty normal guy. So I'm not sure if he was an Ospreys fan. But top not Tim was going. He didn't touch him. He didn't play acting this, that, and the other. That's in the stadium at the time. And the other guy, t- and I was going nuts. I, this is why the wife doesn't come to the games with me anymore. She, she's quite happy. So you go and shout and I'll come and stay home. Uh, so I was, you know, you could see it on the replay that this contact with the head, the head goes back. And when he, what you don't see on the, the TV cameras is when he was sat on the floor, he, he goes to get back up and he can't. He's, he's sparked, you know. He's he's completely out on that pitch, and you can see, you know, there's there's been head contact, and he's had a, a real nasty one. And what they said on 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 Scrum Five was, if anybody else had done that, that's a yellow card. Top notch. But was it intentional? Was it intentional? I'll give a right to ask, mate. Of course, it wasn't. Tipperick's not was... intentional. I mean, Tipperick. If it was intentional, the only way I can think it would be intentional was the fact that Tipperick thought it was him who who neck rolled him from the ruck. Earlier on, but that was Costello who got yellow carded. You know, what, what's the what's the what are the rules now? Isn't it just like contact with the head or yeah? yeah well, they got to go down the ladder. But what the referee said was it started on the chest and went up to the head, which that's is, right. You can see his arm hits the chest. It's not so what, if, what, what he did. What he did was like you know when he pokes him in the chest, they look down and tap him in the nose. That's all he did. And then no. being a Scarlet's player, he, he dramatically fell to the floor and the concussion was from hitting his head on the floor. Well, this is the problem with Osprey support, is he? Because <laughs> the, the arm is on the chest, but he either make, you can't quite see whether it's his, his shoulder or his head makes contact with um, McNichol's head. So for me, I, I actually agree with you that, that it wasn't intentional. And for me, that was a yellow. For the... the Top knock Tim's mate, he said that's that's probably a red, possibly a yellow. If he's lucky, he'll get away with a yellow. So that's how you know 
that's how sensitive that was on on Saturday. Yeah. He, he, everybody in that stadium that saw it, with the exception of the referee and the TMO and top not Tim, um, thought he was gone one way or the other. But the the bit, this is the other bit, right? That is probably more important. Giles's yellow card. Giles knocks that ball down, and there is an acre of space behind him. There is nobody. So behind him, you have Corey Baldwin and Tom Rogers, two of the fastest players on the park, and 60 metres with nobody. The only player that could have caught them was Giles, and he's on the floor because he's just knocked the ball on. Yeah, so yellow card, but there's 60 metres of space between there and the line and nobody to touch him. Yeah, so if that ball goes over the top of Giles, that's a try, guaranteed. Yeah, there is nobody in there. So for me, I thought that should have been a penalty try. Oh, you can't give a penalty try from that far up, though. You know, there's, there's nothing in the rules that says they might have. They might have. They might have tripped yeah. over. They might have stood in touch. But Giles would have probably caught them. You know, no. And no, George North would have been hoofing it across in the middle of the ground anyway. He would have smashed them. George North was doing his hair in the middle of the pitch, mate. He had a little mirror out and he had the hairbrush and he was making sure that gorgeous George was looking lovely. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway let's move. On. So let's let's move on. Um, Ospreys against the Lions on Saturday. What well, it's the Lions' first game, isn't it? Mm. Um, I have no idea who they're picking in their squad yet. Mm. It's going to be. We lost them last season uh, in Liberty because they're that guy who was taking like drop goals from inside his own half. You know. Unbelievable drop goals. Um, but I think in this season, their first game, our second at the Liberty, hopefully a good crowd behind us. I think we'll edge it by about four points. Yeah, I, I'm I'm just going Ospreys to win because you're at home and I haven't got a clue what the Lions are playing like. So And that's and that's recorded as well. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm we could just do like a sniff it back, like no context, <laughs> isn't it? Like Ospreys to win. And, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what's in the version of the podcast. On. Right. This, we'll this. just edit it. And all it says is like a few lines. Lee's saying Ospreys to win, yeah. Yeah, Anscombe's a great player, Ospreys to win. <laughs> I don't know what's in this beer I'm drinking, boys, but it's it's, it's making me lightheaded. It's making me say oh. bizarre things, you know what I mean? But no, I, I genuinely do. I think... Um, I hope I hope I they win. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. I hope so. And for but, me, go on. No, I was I was going to move on to the important game of the weekend, but go yeah, on. and I was I was going to say you know, it's up in uh, the Kingspan, isn't it? No, no. It's Is it Parker not? Parker Scarlet again. Oh, you might have half a chance then. Well, I think this is the the fixture of the round. I'll be honest, um, simply because. Ulster are the probably the number one um, Irish side this year. I think I see, I, the way Leinster are playing at the minute, they've you see the uh, Leinster have lost uh, Stuart Lancaster for the end of the season. Yeah, um, I saw that he's off. Where's he going? To Racing ninety two. I saw he's he's going to France. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know that's unsettling. That's going to have an effect on on them. So it really leaves Ulster as the main Irish side this year. And then, yeah, right. given the way Scarlet's played last year, you know, we, we we felt we should have won that. And that kind of, that grates at you when you know you should have won that game. 
and you know you were at home it was a big opportunity it was against Ospreys so we should have won that game so they're almost in that same boat of going Do you know what we have to win this one we 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 have to make sure that there's something comes out of this game but Ulster were just outstanding last Saturday they they were they're, they're a cracking team mate I've been up to the Kingspan a few times to watch them but mm. I mean they, they get that crowd they have a full house every home game more or less and they are behind that team 100% and that team plays for their their supporters um, you know my god they're a good team yeah and, and once they're on that role yeah, once yeah. they're on a roll, they're unstoppable. Yeah, but I do like it's a game you want to win in in Park Scarlet. Um because if you lose, you're looking at possibly a long few weeks ahead, up until the autumns. You know. Well, we are, we have got Cardiff in a couple of weeks, so that's you know, that's a guaranteed bonus point. You know, as a okay. I'll, I'll let you respond to that, Reese. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll be back now. So no, absolutely, man. That's yeah. the thing about like um, earlier on when we talked about we signed Liam Williams and we signed uh, um, uh, Hall and we signed the Australian uh, Lock, whose name escapes me just for a moment. Um, but they're going to be gone for the autumn, like for these large, and that's what the Irish sides are really good at, isn't it? Is these big, yeah. sort of well-developed, you know, well-drilled squads that can just step into those positions which we just don't have, and no. you know the. the you know, we feel like real triers, players that'll go out there and, you know, give 110% and stuff like that, but are just not up to scratch uh, to be able to deal with uh, the firepower of um, the South Africans or the, the the Irish and stuff like that. And, well, the Scots now, but, well, hopefully not Glasgow well. now. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, Leinster have got a squad of 55. You know, you, you compare that to the Welsh regions, Jesus. Yeah. I mean, it's, cra- it's crazy. Yeah, so what- I know. What are we saying for, for this weekend then? So, Scarlet Ulster, I'm, I'm going to go a Scarlet narrow win by two points. And I don't care. As long as I don't, it could be the, the flukiest drop goal from halfway with a massive win behind us on the 85th minute. I don't care. As long as it's a win on Saturday, I don't care. You boys' predictions? I think um, I think you've got to have your A game to beat them, like, isn't it? You've got to bring bring everything and do it all right through the game. So I am going to say uh, maybe Ulster by five. Sorry, lads. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I got to be honest, I've got to agree with Reese there. I think Ulster are going to be too much for the Scarlets. Um, regardless, they are just a, a class team. Um, they they are not building. They have the team there right now to do the job. And I think Ulster will put about they'll, they'll win by about eight points at least. What a pair of bastards! Even after I said <laughs> Ospreys will win, I said no matter about honesty, no. just bastards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Okay. Fair enough. There we go. Right. So before we wrap up for for this evening, something I wanted to see what you um, did there. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I did genuinely plan that. I got that as part of like, a, yeah, that's wrapped up and all of that kind of bollocks. It was, uh, yeah, I need to stop drinking this stuff tonight. It's, it's, it's <laughs> make, it makes you say stupid things. Yeah. So on Twitter, on Twitter, there's a guy, I think he's a, he's a Cardiff supporter and he's called Liam Warrender. 
yeah so i'll i'll tweak this out after i send this um uh, after i publish the, the the podcast and so he's got a flag welsh flag and his ambition for this season is to get it signed by every cardiff player and every cardiff player because cardiff every cardiff player and cardiff player nice yeah because you know they they have to call two sides the same name just to try and confuse us okay so what I thought, so I thought we'd track him. Yeah, we, we, we're, we're going to just follow how he gets on through the season. But then I thought, well, okay, if we've got one for Cardiff, then we need to have one from every region, don't we? So on Twitter, I'm going to put this out when, when this goes out and we'll follow everyone that, that does the flag challenge. And so we'll have somebody from Scarlet, somebody from Ospreys, somebody from Dragons, if Dragon supporters ever actually exist. And we'll just follow them through the season about how many signatures you've got, who you've got, and, and things like that. Just because I quite like the idea of it more, more yeah, than anything. Okay. You know? So, um, <laughs> yeah, so we will put that out as well. And so we've got just over a minute left, guys. Okay, so I'm going to have a rant about the Premiership and about... Um, uh, Twitter, but we're going to, we'll probably talk about this next week in a lot more detail. Okay, so it's shit. What's happening at Worcester and and what's happening at Worcester for all the people that are involved? It's absolute shit. But the URC is actually doing really well, and the URC clubs are actually doing quite well. Thank you very much. Shouting at people and acting like you're solving the Middle East crisis on Twitter because the URC hasn't got some great photos on the website is a bag of shit and i'm going to leave it there and we'll talk about it next week but we'll talk about it in more detail next nice week. one absolutely <laughs> nice one guys right gents thank you very me. much for your time cheers boys cheers, and, uh, cheers Lee. we'll catch up again next week yeah yeah nice one lads absolutely Ta-da. cheers guys Ta-da. Well, that's a wrap. Did you see what we did there? Did you see? It was good, wasn't it? So we hope you enjoyed listening to the show today. If you'd like to get involved with the show, you can message us by going to anchor.fm forward slash wrap, the W-R-R-A-P. Hit the message button and you can record a short voice message for us to play on the show. Or you can follow us on Twitter with wrap podcast, W-R-R-A podcast. See what we did there? We do don't just put this stuff together you know uh, or you can email us on a welsh regional rugby pod at gmail.com so don't forget this is the show for you the fans the more of you that get involved the better the show is thanks for listening we hope you enjoyed it sports social podcast network lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details